Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So we've got part two of our talk with my boy Steezus today. But before we jump into that, I wanted to share a couple of big milestones that we've hit since the last episode. So the first one is, this is the 25th episode of Curiously Kristen, which I am pumped about. So for anyone who listened to the very first episode I did mention a few stats about podcasting, and one of those was that 73% of podcasters don't get to the 25-episode mark. So that means that only about a quarter of podcasts have 25 or more episodes, and now we are in that coveted group. So amazing. Thank you. Number two, we are now being streamed in 10 different countries, guys. We have listeners in North America, South America, Australia, Europe, and Asia. And I have no idea how this happened, but I don't, I know this is self-deprecating, but I don't think this show is quite big enough yet to get picked up by the algorithms at this point. So I'm going to apply some deductive logic here and say, it's you guys. It is your support. It is your sharing of this podcast with your friends and your family. It is your posting about it on social. So I just want to give the biggest, most heartfelt thank you to you and to ask you to please keep doing what you're doing. If you're getting helpful nuggets of wisdom from this show, then paying that forward by sharing it with others, like you're the real MVP here. And because you listen to this show, I feel 99% certain that you are the type of person who not only wants to better yourself, but you want better for your loved ones too. Like we are not information hoarders here. There's no scarcity mindset. We're here for abundance only. And I so appreciate you guys for coming back every week to get curious with me about new things, whether that's new people, concepts, ideas, perspectives, your willingness to explore different topics and broaden your understanding of things with me, that's what makes me want to keep creating this content for you. So again, thank you so, so much. I'm pumped about these milestones. We're going to keep it going. And now part two with Steezus. I don't know how I've never asked you this before. How did you get the name Steezus? I have no idea where that even came from. And then also I wanted you to tell me like why you changed your name. I think you went from like Steezus Christ to Steezus Shuttlesworth, which like very solid nod to He Got Game, classic film, Denzel Ray Allen. But where'd that switch up come from? Second question. First question, where'd Steezus come from? Yeah, so I'll give you a quick story. Steezus was one of those names that was given to me randomly in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up skateboarding as a Black skateboarder in a small town, like Kansas City as a whole is a fairly large city, but when you break it down into the small like subdivisions and the, the, just the little neighborhoods and whatnot, it's pretty small. And that comes with a little bit of small mindedness. Mm. So growing up in my time of finding skateboarding but it not necessarily not necessarily being something that was well received for people of color mm-hmm. it was difficult to lean into it fully yeah so i always found ways to not necessarily separate myself but just kind of like add my own little flavor to it so mm-hmm. instead of 
Um, instead, I didn't wear like skate brands or skate logo clothing mm-hmm. hardly ever until I got older and I was just like, whatever, I love rocking this shit. But like as a kid, I never wore any skate brands. Yeah. I always wore like polo or whatever was hot, like a Nietzsche and South Pole, like all the things that were in my culture popping yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. So it kept me relevant, quote unquote, in that mm-hmm. space. But then I'm also, I'll, ro- I'll be rocking DCs or I got mm-hmm. on some some S or some Etnies or whatever it is. So I have- You are like one of the people. biggest sneaker heads I know, by the way. Like I remember your place I in Santa Monica. You had just hella boxes stacked to the ceiling. Like half your square yeah. footage was taken up by shoe boxes. Yeah. I And prior to that, it was way worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, it just- I don't even know. I forgot where I was going with that. The shoes just threw <laughs> me off. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so Steez is just another name for style, swag, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, you know, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. We always have something that comes and and, and then mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. But uh, my Steez was always on point. So I would wear, like I said, I would wear clothing that would allow me to go to the mall and be around the people that I know and mm-hmm. and still blend in. But then... Like prime example, there was a pair of audios, which was a, a skate shoe brand that looked very, very, very similar to Fat Farms that were like mm. popping at the time. So this was like I get early two thousands. I'm like, what was yeah, this? like yeah, early two exactly. thousands, right? So I get to then kind of like rock my Fat Farm stuff and like have my whole kit, but then I got on a pair of audios, and at the time the shoes were really puffy, but the clothes were really baggy, so you could mm. make the stuff work, and it was like early um swag era like as it was starting to transition mm-hmm. into that where black people started wearing bands a little bit more and started wearing obey right. and our clothes got a little tighter mm-hmm. like we started mm-hmm. jerking and all so yep. it was like in the early mm-hmm. transitions of that i was already doing that shit so for mm-hmm. me when i came in it was easy like that was already my steez so right. somebody was saying so something we were on twitter one, what you're saying i'm not saying anything i'm just saying what i did <laughs> yeah you're trying you're steezy but that was always my thing. So mm-hmm. I would always have like an extra shirt in my trunk for after the session because I know we're probably going to go get food and I don't want to be like dusty and grungy and all that. And I got, you know, I got a pair of dunks in the trunk that haven't been yeah. worn yet so that when we leave, I don't have to wear these shoes that got holes in them, right. all this shit. So yeah. we were on Twitter one day, the homie, he called himself Optimus Crime and then called me Steezus Christ. And I was like, I'm taking that and I'm running with it. <laughs> and everything that I do from here on is going to be branded Steezus Christ. And that was like 2000, oh. I think that was 2011. And then, boom, just took it and ran. And then when yeah. I moved to LA, people, this was like, just so this was on Twitter, but Instagram was just starting to really kind of get get it stride mm-hmm. um so when i came out here and i was visiting everybody was on social media everybody's on twitter instagram all this stuff and then they were like Jesus christ that is the best name i've ever heard in my life and they just started calling me that <laughs> in real life too yeah and i'm new so it's like nobody knows me as Dwayne. everybody back home did but out mm-hmm. here people are just calling me Jesus. so that's starting to become how people know me or introduce I'm me or whatever sure it is. Uh, i'm pretty sure your tinder profile said Dwayne. Well, duh. <laughs> I don't know. People tender. like the flex. People like the flex in LA. Uh, like, oh, yeah, also yeah. known as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. No, it's just, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I think I just, it, it just became a thing. So then when I started doing stuff um, yeah. online, 
and other i was doing it on the under the umbrella of bigger entities they mm-hmm. branded me as thesis which then just became my thing yeah. and i took it and ran with it um and then i'm not gonna get deep into the the silent rebrand but it was just time it was time to let go of some things that that name held on to mm-hmm. um and then just like moving on to bigger and better things, you know, having greener pastures and being a little bit more mature and, and understanding, again, the story of the movie He Got Game and mm-hmm. how the relationship was with Jesus and his father and all those things. So mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, for me, it made sense. It came to me one night. I didn't question it. I checked to see if the, the handles were available. They were. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a sign and I just I pulled the trigger. I love that. I also love that movie. If y'all haven't seen it, I'm putting the references. It's so good. It's, it's so, so damn good. good. Like Ray mm-hmm. Allen, who even knew he could act? I mean, that was a long time ago. <laughs> who would have thunk it? Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> but I mean, okay, I'm not trying to get too serious on you, but on mm-hmm. that like father-son tip, like I remember at that Soul Cycle class, I think it was a Mother's Day class and that Tupac mm-hmm. song, like Dear Mama was playing. And I was just like thinking about you a couple rows behind me because I know your history. And I just want to get into that a little bit if you're open to it, because you've had kind of a solitary journey for a lot of the time. Um, Was that part of like the changeover to the father son dynamic of that movie, like kind of the the silent, like self rebrand? Is this kind of like a new phase of a new identity for you? Um, What has it been like for you? Because I know that's hard, like growing up the way you did and, and, entering you know into your 20s and 30s you know mm-hmm. yeah i think uh for me i can i'll peel back a little bit i'm not gonna go too deep but okay i just i yeah i spent a lot of my time so i'm an only child mm-hmm. um and both my parents have passed away mm-hmm. so i think for me i've spent a lot of time alone and it's a double-edged sword because i am fairly i'm very introverted i like to be extroverted around the people that i care about and i enjoy like i said earlier I'm socially awkward in settings and surroundings that I don't know, but when I'm comfortable right. and familiar, I I love like I just want to love. So yeah. I think for me spending a lot of time by myself has been it's been really beneficial. Um it's been really difficult, but it's been very beneficial and I think a lot of people don't a lot of people don't feel comfortable sitting in the the muck. And like the, mm. the the stuff you got to do and to go through and to get out and yeah. and deal with the um, trauma, so we the take, work. I mean, that's it. That's that's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all trauma. We um, mm-hmm. I said yeah. something in a, a TikTok not too long ago. It's like our childhood is such a small portion of time in our life, but it affects our entire life. Mm-hmm. Like the entirety right. of our life is either spent trying to honor our inner child trying to heal our inner child. Mm -hmm. We're trying to do the things that our inner child wanted to do that we couldn't do because we didn't have the power, the knowledge or the people around us that were mature enough to allow us to explore those things. So like even as small, like small gestures, purple has always been my favorite color. Mm -hmm. Everything that I can do now, as far as like not going too far, but including purple into the things that I care about. That's just something that I do. Cause I remember being young and tell, I don't remember who it was, I remember telling someone when they asked me what my favorite color was that it was purple. And they were like, well, you're a boy. You can't like that. So then I just like picked red and blue and I would bounce back and forth, not knowing in my mind until I was old enough to understand red and blue make purple. So it's just like, oh, shit. Right. So it's just like now 
I've, I've learned that a lot of things that I have known mm-hmm. were suppressed and I'm getting back to a knowing and an understanding of just who the fuck I am. Yeah. And for me, that is a transformation. And it's, uh, it's more, I think 2023 for me, I coined it as my villain era, but it's not <laughs> necessarily about me being a villain. It's more about just like getting my lick back. I'm taking yeah. back everything that's mine, nothing more, mm-hmm. nothing less. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have been, a lot of my power has been taken against my will. Uh, and some of it has been freely given away. But I think what happened was people started to take my kindness for weakness. Mm. And in all aspects of life, nobody is going to outwork me. I am mm. not weak by any means. Mm. Um, so for me, I think this year has really been the time that I've had a lot of self-reflection, even though I've been, I've always been good. Like I, I, I tell people all the time, like I was thriving during lockdown. I miss mm. quarantine so much because I was, it was the first time that everybody was on an even playing field. Nobody's leaving the house. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. got to try and guilt you into doing nothing. There's no FOMO. Yep. We all got to sit with our shit. And I was like, oh my God, peace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I that way too, I'm not going to lie. Like I've lived Straight by myself up. for 12 years. Like I'm very much like a right. solo person, you know, I'm a solo traveler. Right. I grew up when I'm on my way to like Iceland. I'm on my way to fucking Indonesia. Like, you know, I'm very much kind of a solo roller for the most part. Yeah. So I was like, I felt kind of the same during lockdown right. where I was just like, this is actually like kind of a, a load off the shoulders. Like oh my goodness. In, in my world, it's like you're an ad executive, you're wanting and dining clients, taking them to like Nobu and Malibu, you're right. taking them to like People's Center or whatever what it's called now, Crypto Arena, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like... But it's a lot of that. It's a lot of schmoozing. And it's a lot of like, it's not a nine to five job. You do a lot of stuff after that to schmooze. And I was just like, I'm exhausted. And I didn't know how exhausted I was. And I think it also comes to like, I was starting to do therapy, see a nutritionist around that time, Mm -hmm. which almost, it almost kind of just like exacerbated the (laughs) the solitary lifestyle. We're like, oh, not only am I going to sit with this, I'm actually going to like dig. I am like choosing to dig yeah. into all my trauma and my shit and then i'm just gonna curl that's, up here in fetal position and cry exactly that's why i loved it i love that shit because for me it's like the the stuff that it's that that's the stuff that changes everything if you don't do i i really i can this is why i have to like start podcasting because i have so many ideas and so many thoughts that i just love just sharing and bouncing ideas off of each other and and being able to receive new information too but i just look at life as a game like mm-hmm. in, in its simplest form the only way that i can really i guess break it down in the most simple way is like super mario brothers <laughs> you start and you just start moving forward and if you remember in mario you couldn't go back there was no like the 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 board was moving one way not only that you can't see what's what's coming you just have to keep moving forward and more is going to be revealed to you as you go so for me when i look at life i'm like okay cool super mario metaphor for life holy shit that's what i'm saying like when you look at like because i gamify just about everything in my life to make it easily obtainable that's mm-hmm. what works for me. I don't know what works for other people, but for me, I'm good at games. So if I can mm-hmm. figure out how to turn this shit into a game where I can conquer certain parts parts of it, like mm-hmm. I literally only have Apple Arcade for one thing, and it's called this. It's called Monument Valley, and it's a puzzle game that like 
is the most incredible puzzle game I've ever found in my life. What is and that? And what it does, basically, you have to, this is not an ad, by the way, but. <laughs> hashtag not an ad. Right. Hashtag not an ad. So it's like all these different things. And basically you have this little character and you have to move them into that, that space. But depending mm. on what the world looks like, and like sometimes you can grab these things, you can spin them around, but depending Whoa. on how you view the world, now you see these connected, but that wasn't connected before. Oh, so yeah. it's like a whole, it's a, it's a whole thing. But I mean, that's sounds that amazing, to- but like, that's a <laughs> metaphor for like, what other, what side door might there be? If you can't go through the front door, like what other entrance might be Thank open? You. Like, how can we like get outside the box? Maybe there isn't a fucking box. Bingo. So that is the it's whole amazing. thing for me. It's just like what, when I said that earlier, I was like, there's no such thing as failure. You mm. just figure out how to turn shit around and manipulate. If what you're looking Agility. at yeah. isn't working, then change what you're looking at. That's what mm. this game is. So it's like mm. you have a bridge that's connected this way. You see open space over here, but if you turn it and because of the way that your perspective is, mm-hmm. technically those things catch now. So you can walk. Across. That's life. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about like, how do you look? If we were both here right now, you're on this side and I'm on this side and I'm mm-hmm. looking at a six. Yeah. It's a six. You're not going to tell me nothing different. You're yeah. standing there. You're like, motherfucker, this is a nine. You mm. can't tell me nothing different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us are really wrong. If we just absolutely kind true. of change our perspective. Perspective, like, exactly. Oh, shit. I see exactly what you see now. Damn, that's crazy. My bad. I fucked up. And then we're good yeah. and we're happy and we're going about our way. Like, there's oh, so many God. things. So when you, yes. when, you, mm. when you gamify life, you make it Mario. Basically, like I said, you don't know mm-hmm. what's coming. You keep going. You keep trying shit. You're stepping over obstacles. You're going through tunnels. You're going underground. You're trying to figure shit out. You come up, yeah. you hit a flag, boom. That stage is done. Yeah. But you're still on the same level. You're just on a new stage. So now, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Next stage. Oh, shit. Okay, I remember some of these. Oh, shit. I can get past this shit easy now. Mm-hmm. Where did this big motherfucker come from? <laughs> All right, I got to figure out how to conquer this shit. Oh, damn. That was easier than I thought. So now every time you come up again, you're like, well, you don't scare me. Get out the way. Like, when I'm, you know what I mean? And then you get to the quote unquote final boss. That's your tower moment. Say, that's how do, you. Do you ever win this game or no? What's the tower moment? So? I don't think I don't think you win any games if we're being quite. Know, I'm honest. not trying to get all existential. I'm actually talking about I mean, Monument Valley. I know that doesn't. Oh, we don't, oh, you don't oh, win. Oh, oh, you don't okay. win yes, life. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, you don't okay. win life. That wouldn't be fun. That's not the hero's journey. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know how far left we were going. I thought we were. I thought we had <laughs> completely gone off the deep you know, end. My bad. I, I was about to take this into like a Taoist fable that popped into my head. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When you were talking about the six nine thing, I was thinking about Jim Shetty. Of course. You, okay, just make a joke. He commented on my post. Did he really? <laughs> okay, thanks. All right. Well, I love him too. I've been like on no, that shit incredible. for like five years, and I remember yeah. he had he like recited that Taoist fable, and it was basically like men. I can't remember. I think that they were all blind men, um, and basically they put them all in front of like a huge mass and said like, "Extend your arm, and what do you feel?" And one was like, "I feel you know rough." scaly you know thought it was a snake uh potentially like what's in front of you what is in front of you and then another guy extended the hand and he gets like a wet kind of like soft squishy and he's like a fish or something i don't know and i'm telling this horribly okay the point is (laughs) three different guys like touching the exact same thing they all feel a different part of it when they open their eyes it's an elephant and like one had been feeling the body one had been feeling the trunk one had been feeling and the point was like none of them were wrong 
they're just having different perspectives of the same entity, right? Like their experience is different. None yeah. of them are wrong. Oh, real. That's okay, so real. Real, real deep. Real yeah. Deep. Real deep. Yeah. I don't even know how we got this deep. Let's get shallow again. Uh, what were we talking about? Back up to, let's wade back up to the shallow. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I'm trying to wade this water. Where we, um, <laughs> Like, I, I guess my thing is I just like information, mm-hmm. no matter what the topic oh, yeah. is or what, what it might be. If I'm into it, Same. we literally have the world at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. If I have mm-hmm. a question, I just type it into whatever I want to search. Like, oh, my it, God. It's, I just had a flashback of the time that you texted me that, like, let me Google Let me that. Google that, that for you. Bullshit. That was some bullshit. I, because people, I used to work at Apple, and people would hit me up daily with Apple questions. And I'm like, you literally constructed this message. You used all of your energy to type this into the iMessage field when you literally could have typed that exact same question into Google, which is what I did. So when I worked at Apple, we used to always, like Apple employees, we used to always joke about like the questions that people would ask. Mm-hmm. And at some point we found out about that, that website and the site was, let me Google that for you. Yep. So what we would do is people would ask us a question, typically pertaining to Apple problems or whatever. And we would just take that same question, type it into this place, which is called, let me Google that for you, send them the link. And then once they click the link, it opens the page and it just literally types that question. That is such a dick move. It was, it is such a dick move. And it is the greatest. You're a dick genius. All right. (laughs) So, yes, I'm a very uh, technologically savvy individual, but that's only because I'm a nerd. And a smart ass. All right. It was funny. It was funny. And honestly, that was a rarity. I Google shit all the damn time. (laughs) I've talked on this podcast about, like, how I am voracious for information, like, curious about everything. That's why I interrupt you every two seconds to ask you something about Mm -hmm. your story that you're about to tell me 20 seconds later. Well, that's just because you're annoying. I know, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> I accept that. And it's cool. You know, you just got to own it. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace the annoying. Embrace it. I look at it when I when it comes to like the videos and stuff I put out. I I eight mile all this shit. I'm going to point mm-hmm. out everything that I know is wrong or funny or could be vulnerable before mm-hmm. anybody else can, so then we I know we're laughing together. You're not laughing at me, mm-hmm. you're laughing with me. I feel like that's so. part of your like strength with the content creation. Like you'll find the best clip or like movie scene clip or like viral meme that like to explain a thought. Like you'll say something in a story that's like, here's my thought, and then it'll be some some hilarious clip that demonstrates that thought in a really funny way. Like I'm wondering how your mind works because mine is kind of a repository of like movie quotes and song lyrics. And I feel like yours is similar where it's just like, let me, let me dig into the archives and which one is coming up for this thought. Well, first of all, thanks. It's the autism. Uh, <laughs> it's ADHD. Okay. I think I got a sprinkle. I got sprinkles of all that shit. It's like Powerpuff Girls when he was putting all the shit in and he fucked up and put in plutonium <laughs> X, whatever the fuck that shit was. That that was me. I got a little bit of that X, and then that X is just like it comes with some some weird abilities. So mm-hmm. I, right. like you just said, though, I think, and and this is 
I think it's part of ADHD. I don't know what it is that's been developed. I've never been diagnosed. I say these things in a funny way, not to to downplay anybody that has actually been clinically diagnosed. But I do think that there is something that's wired a little funny up here. So for me, I think in like memes and in gifs and movies, quotes and lyrics mm-hmm. and all those things. Mm-hmm. So now that I have the platform and the ability, like I have my camera, oh, it's over there. I would grab it. But mm-hmm. now that I have the ability to just like have an idea and turn the camera on and then just try and figure out how to formulate this idea into content. Yeah. I get to pull all those things out of my brain that have been sitting there dormant for so long because I was in a space that suppressed it. Like mm. All these things come up naturally whenever there's conversations or whatever I'll hear. It could be one word and it'll just, it'll jog my memory to something. And mm-hmm. and now I get to, I get to share that with people where like, I'll have a moment. I'll think of something. I'll take a photo. I'll put a little quote to it. And I'm like, damn, all right, I can't post that yet because now I got to go screen record the the portion of horrible bosses that he said X, Y, and because it's right. just like logged in here, you know. So for yep. me, it's like now I can I can use that to then connect with people that also think like that, and that's a mm-hmm. big part of how my TikTok really started to gain traction when I started yeah. to incorporate the way that I thought into my edits because people mm-hmm. always ask me how do you edit these? Like, where do you get these clips? What do you do? I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just in my head. And sometimes yeah. it might not even happen as I'm saying it. I just say certain things because it's being an only child and someone has had to entertain themselves for a long time. I just mm-hmm. consumed a lot of media and content mm-hmm. and all those things. Yeah. And it just becomes a part of your personality. Like you just yep. say things like me and my friends, we could literally be playing call of duty and not actually have real conversation, but just quote movies and stand up comedy and yeah. be so content. And I think that just is a part of how we grew up. It, yeah. it was just kind of in the nature of how we consumed media and content and things. Yeah. And just me, I catalog all of that stuff. I never yeah. consumed it's like it. It's involuntary, just, right? It's yeah. like involuntary. It's just in there. Exactly. So like I, there was a moment where I was doing a video. And when I tell you it, it involuntary, you can see it in the video. There was a moment I was like, if you or a loved one and then... I couldn't not say have been affected by mesothelioma without like, <laughs> I, 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 I had to say that in order to go on. Cause my brain was like, no, you have to get this out. No, you finished that PSA. <laughs> exactly. And it's like <laughs> instantly you remember that fucking commercial. Oh, so man. now I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, I'm going to leave this in here. And then I'm also going to put it on the screen so that people that weren't there know what I'm talking about. And the ones that do, it jogs their memory. So when right, I talk right. about like looking at it from a, a psychology sure for everybody. Exactly. So I look at things mm-hmm. now when it comes to, I don't even know if this is where, how we got here, but this is where I'm going right now. When it comes to content, I told you I've been studying this shit. So it's all, it's like psychology for me in order for me to kind of complete it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to remind the people that are like me about mm-hmm. certain things because mm-hmm. then you kind of unlock these core memories. Yeah, so whenever yeah. I, when I'm doing like hauls or I'm doing like my Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's videos, I tend to say things naturally that mm-hmm. jog my memory about an old Vine or a yeah. YouTube video or but something no one else that, that context, right? That's all in your head. Right. It's all in yeah. my head. So when yeah. I come, when I come sit here and I go to edit, I then either remember or I hear something that I didn't catch when I just said it. And yeah. now I can just plug and play because I know yeah. what it is. I just have to search and Google and figure out where I can get those things mm-hmm. or 
If I have a streaming service that I can pull from, I do all those things. So I just, right. it's cataloged in here and I know how to do it. But now I'm taking these moments where, all right, cool. I got the people that are like me that know about these things. Yeah. Boom. I'm going to pull them in. We got a bunch of new kids that they're fresh out the womb after mm-hmm. 2000. They don't know shit. Mm-hmm. So I want to then take them. They don't know about mesothelioma. They don't know about mesothelioma. They don't, man, <laughs> when I was in school, my paint had fucking lead in it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we had mercury and pins oh, and shit. Lie. Like we sure. were the nineties was rough. It was a fucking like when I tell you, I still don't know how I survived I fucking thought, piranhas. Was this and, like an amateur hour? Yeah, yeah. Those kids are just stupid. Mm-hmm. We were <laughs> we were eating like real dirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Three dimensional dirt. Yeah, but I'm then now these kids are. They weren't around when, like, maybe they were around when Vine was here, but they were too young to have phones or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So now I'm pulling these, like, Vines into my videos and I'm folding them in in a way that people are going to remember. But now this kid might not have known about it, but next time that he sees it or it's in a compilation or somebody mentions it or it's said, he's going to think, mm-hmm. damn, I remember seeing that in one of Steve's videos. That's oh, right. That's the association. Now I know. The association. That's right. Boom. Exactly. So you just got to play into the the psychology of how people think. And Mm -hmm. you really just got to give people what they're asking for without telling them that you're giving them what they're asking for. So if you're a content creator and you actually pay attention, people are going to tell you what they want to see. You don't always Mm -hmm. have to lean into it. You don't have to give them everything that they want. But if they're giving you little suggestions, like everything is a breadcrumb trail. I put a video out. I put something. I put a nugget in that video that I know somebody is going to have a reaction to that they have mm-hmm. to put a comment. And it's not always, mm-hmm. and, and it never comes from a place of like bad things or harmful, but it's just like little gems of like, if you know, you know, you see it, you catch it and yeah. you got to comment on it. And then you yeah, take yeah. those comments and somebody's going to say something about that. And then you can pull something from that. So now it's like, okay, cool. That web went there. Let's pull this back over here. I'm going to take your comment and use it. And now yeah. you're going to feel heard and seen and, and like, you're a part of it because you know that that was your suggestion. I don't have to say, I don't have to tag you. I don't have to pull your comment over here, yeah. but I can just start folding those things into what I'm doing. And you take that from little people here and there that you see the names, you know, quite often they're yeah. giving you constructive criticism, constructive right. criticism is uh, can, construction. doesn't always have to come in the form of criticism. It can also come in the mm. form of praise, but you can't take either one of those to heart. You just got to take right. them for what they are, face value, and manipulate that energy and do what you got to do. So when it yeah. comes to that, that's how I look at these things now. People will treat you how you demand to be treated. Teach so if you show, like, exactly. So if you show somebody like, yo, first of all, who the fuck are you talking to? You do not know me. And that's another thing, too. It's always these like little dweebs that come at me. I'm like, my brother in Christ, if we were face to face right now. You would never. Oh, my God. I do not want smoke. But if you blow it in my face, mm-mm. I'm not inhaling in that. Like This is like, this kind of reminds me of like L.A. traffic, where it's like we do shit in our cars that we would never. If you took that metal box away from us, would we walk mm-hmm. up to somebody's face and be like, Fuck you for not giving me a like not no turn signal like right. prob- probably not, but it's right. kind of the same idea where it's just like if you're online, a lot of people hiding behind anonymous like cryptic I mean, random screen names. That's, that's just all boom. it is. It's just exactly. people don't that's have a lot going on in their lives, and honestly, it makes me kind of sad. 
It's a projection. So uh, b- b- the way that I look at it now is like I'm in such a good headspace. I haven't mm-hmm. always been here, but I'm in a good headspace now where I can mm-hmm. take these things. And I enjoy like a Drake level petty moment because I don't get them too often. Petty wop? Because I'm so... I. When I tell you I don't want no smoke, I mind my business. So the last guy who like tried to come at me or whatever, I genuinely don't remember what he said, but I was just like, today I got time. So <laughs> to paint the picture, this was like a couple of days ago, probably a week ago, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm outside on my balcony. I go out there, I journal in the morning and kind of sit, watch the sunrise, things like yes, that. Just enjoying me life. Too. Journal so, morning. Hell yeah. Love it. You got to. You got to. <laughs> Meditation. Um, so and then I give myself, you know, those moments to like no screen time, just do whatever. And then I quote unquote reward myself before I shower and go to the gym, all those things. And I open Instagram. And the first thing I see is some jackass commenting on the video of me um, where I had hit a PR from my back. Basically, long story endless, I was just really proud of myself because I I never even looked at the weights that I picked up because of my mm-hmm. prior back injury. And I was just stuck in that old programming. So I was really, sure. yeah. excuse me, I was really excited about what I had done, posted it up. Mm-hmm. This was posted, fuck, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. So the post is mm-hmm. like buried, not buried, but it's a few under. Yeah. Um, and he happened to post on that one. So then I go look and I'm like, all right. He's like, uh, he says something along the lines of like, you can't skate anymore, but you can lift a hundred pounds with proper form, some whatever. So I said, I took a mm-hmm. screenshot of that because I it, it, he had just commented it like maybe 10 minutes ago. And mind you, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. Again, granted, we're on the West Coast. However, it's still too maybe early to have that much hate in your heart. Probably. That's so true. <laughs> Even still, like, bro, you should have been done had your coffee right now. You should be caffeinated mm-hmm. and happy. Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you gangbanging on bacon? So mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, whatever. It is what it is. Let me screenshot this. I'm going to put you on blast. Like, today I got time because... But I was like, this time I'm going a little further because you got bold. You went out of your way to search my name, to look mm-hmm. at my profile, to then go find one thing that you could hate on, to leave a mm-hmm. comment just to like make yourself feel better. Like you put a I lot guess. of time and energy like, into your There's hate. a lot of time. Like, bro, you don't even follow me. And you did all of that. Not only not to mention the name change. Like, yeah, you can type in Steezes and find me. But like, bro, you had to go through some work. So I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to make you feel, I'm just going to, I just, that's a Drake level petty moment. So I went to his page. We all have him now and then. We all have him. You know, I I looked Mm -hmm. at, his profile was private, of course, but I could get access to his profile picture. So I blew that motherfucker up, screenshot it. (laughs) And then I, you know, I have access to my own personal profile picture. So I blew that motherfucker up. You know, he is for sure. So I just decided to like, put them on top of one another and put them in an Instagram a little, story. And a little edit, just a little stitch. Just yeah. a little quick little edit, like, you know, top, top. Like, we both wearing glasses and, like, doing our, okay. doing our thing. Sure. And his was just drastically different. And I just happened to say, like, you know, I really get it because if I wasn't me, I would probably want to be me as well. And I just left it at that. And, like, <laughs> there's no arrogance, but it's just, like, I get Drop. it. Like, looking at the two Drop. of us, I understand mm-hmm. why you are upset. No mm-hmm. ego, no arrogance. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I feel for you. And that was it. Yeah. And Drake level petty. And I haven't I mean, looked back since. 
Yes and no, but I feel like what you did right is like you didn't you kind of engaged, but not really. You know what he really wanted? Oh I, no, no, this is me assuming intent. Like he probably wanted mm-hmm. like a lot more of a like negative, provoked, like intense reaction from you. Oh, of course, like you know, but like he didn't get of it. Of course, like, if all you said was like, "Yeah, man," like it sounds like my life is probably just a little more you know light, happy, joyful than yours. Sorry about yeah. that. And then, but that, but see, that's the thing. They want like, you step on stage with a clown. You join the circus. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not talking to this fool like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wish you well. And I'm, the the best thing that I could do is what I did. Is damn, I feel bad for you. Well, yep. good luck, fella. And then going about my business, continue right. living life like that. So mm-hmm. that's what it started to come to. I've gotten to a place now where social media has become more of a positive thing in terms of what I'm receiving than negative. Mm. I was in a space where. I was trying to fit in and I wanted to be tolerated. Now I'm in a space where I don't have to do shit and I'm celebrated. So <laughs> it's like, go where you celebrate and not tolerated. Like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think about me no more. Like That's real right. skill. Like I, yeah. you, the things that I have accomplished within the last, uh, it was, I guess, seven months now have been far greater than the things that I accomplished in 11 years of being in the industry that I was in. So I say that with is that confidence. what you said before that I feel like might tie to this? You said that, you know, before you felt like your voice, like what you wanted to do was kind of repressed. You were part of these like systems, these companies, and like now you're doing your own thing. Was that that change like seven months ago? Because I know like you got signed to a talent agency. Like was that kind of that moment that things shifted for you? Yeah. I mean, that was the tower moment where I was like, okay, boom, I have full c- control of what I put out. But it was mm-hmm. the beginning of the year when I when I coined this my villain era. This mm-hmm. year it's been me versus me, and that mm-hmm. that becomes the old way of being and my old thought patterns and mm-hmm. scarcity mindsets and being a, the sum of the people that I hang out with that don't actually share the same mindset and don't have the same visions and mm-hmm. don't see life as a game that's ever forward. They see life as mm-hmm. a what's inside of this box is what it is. Yeah, finite. And I don't I don't operate in boxes. I don't operate in black and white. There's too much dope shit in the gray area for that. So, so true. I think for me so it was the beginning of the year knowing and not on some New Year's resolution type shit, more just knowing like, all right, it's time for some transformations, it's time for some changes because I'm sick of only getting what I allow myself to receive mm. instead of getting what I know I'm I'm deserving of. Mm. So now I just I took my power back. And I just want to do everything that I can to make sure that I can help other people do that for themselves. Because what you want does not take away from me getting what I want, period. That's the mentality that I feel like is probably lacking in in L.A. But like, God, wouldn't we all just be so much more like, I don't know, calm, peaceful if we didn't see this as such a zero sum game as such a like there's one pie and you can only have such a big piece of it. And if I have a bigger one, you have a smaller one and vice versa. And it's just like. That is the opposite of like, yeah, that's a right. scarcity mindset where it's just like they're <laughs> the infinite game, yeah. Simon Sinek, right? It's just like, this right. is, there's more to this. Like, just because I win doesn't mean you lose. Like, I have a whole different exactly. pie. Your pie's here, my pie's there. Like, we could both win. Like, Straight, that, thank you. It's like, yeah, we're not even eating the same pie. You eating key limes. I got French silk. What, we don't even, I don't even want your pie. Like, <laughs> I want no part of your pie. <laughs> We can sit at the same table and eat pie together. You don't get it. That's my whole thing. Like that's what I'm screaming. I'm like, yo, we all can like can we you tag all can that? Win. Like I don't want your pie. 
I don't want your pie. <laughs> Why do you think that your content resonates more with women? Uh, because I, because I am a, a a masculine male who doesn't mind falling into the divine feminine, and I can mm-hmm. tap into things that connect with women on a different level than most men can. When mm-hmm. I like, because I enjoy like, uh, just like pop culture moments and like rom coms and mm-hmm. like Vanderpump, like TV show. You know what I mean? Like the things yeah. that don't traditionally lean masculine i'm taking a bath tonight oh god i'm taking a bath tonight so like i love that for for me i think it thank you again favorite color is purple like things that lean that lean more to the divine feminine side i'm okay leaning into because i was raised by women so for me the divine feminine is the end all be all and if i can tap into some of that energy I'm like I'm winning, and I think women tend to pick up on that more. And again, mm. go where you celebrate it, not tolerate it. Right. I tend to do well in settings with women as opposed mm-hmm. to men. So, mm-hmm. being in a male-dominated space, especially males that don't look like me, don't act, don't operate, don't think like me, yeah, I was always str- swimming upstream. I get to just talk and be me and be vulnerable and express my feelings and emotions, and that resonates with women. And yeah. it's. Again, I started my videos with the the cleaning videos, which were like mm-hmm. aesthetic videos to aesthetic cleaning videos edited to dope music, which just mm-hmm. it helps people relax, kind of like yeah. calms your nervous system. Yeah. And for me, cleaning is a therapeutic thing. So mm-hmm. my intention yeah. in the beginning of starting this was to help young men. The reason that I don't put anything from not anything, but most of my things from TikTok on Instagram mm-hmm. is because I intentionally wanted to build a community that was for me. I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be trickled down from the podcast that I was on or trickled over from followers that already knew me from Instagram. I wanted to be, I wanted to be so sure in myself that I could build a community from scratch that was rooted in love and rooted in loving me. Mm. And I wanted to do that without any, anybody saying like, well, yeah, you're on the podcast. So of course the people are, or yeah, you got 60,000. No, I built Mm -hmm. this from the ground up. So I gave myself the month Mm -hmm. of March. I was like, I'm going to post as many times as I can. And it's going to be quality content, but I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure that I show up and I have the discipline to do it. So I started mm. doing that. I found my stride. A couple of cleaning videos started to hit the for you page, and mm. they didn't go viral, but they, you know, they did some some the numbers. Algorithm it caught you, and then right. So I was getting yeah. you know like forty, sixty thousand views. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm yeah. catching my stride. Right. And then I had one cleaning video. This was actually I can look at the screenshot. Um, I had one cleaning video that just like went off, but it didn't, it wasn't right away. It was, it was like, it was doing well and then kind of got like hit a little low and then a week later went off again. So how does that happen? Like, is it like, does somebody else who has a lot of followers like repost it or like it and then it gets back no, into the mix so it's- or like. That's the, the beauty of TikTok is that it doesn't work like Instagram and I love mm-hmm. it. So some, the algorithm has changed and shifted a number of times since then. But at that point, it was basically pe- a lot of people weren't on TikTok still. So it was mm-hmm. still early. Like people were you could go viral and you could make you could make big leaps really mm-hmm. easily because there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of people, but there were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I have video just caught traction again because it did well the first round and the algorithm yeah. just like picks things. So I've had videos that will go 
they'll do really well when they first go out. Then a week later, same day, it'll pop up again because it's just kind of like in the rotation. Right. So that video did 3 million views, and that was the one Damn. that was like, okay, boom, we're out Damn. of here. So not wow. out of here, but it was like, okay, we got something. You don't really get the same level of privacy you once had. And mm-hmm. some people begin to feel like they know you a little more than they do because mm-hmm. it's a one-sided relationship, but they, you open up, like I can count, like I said, I can count on two hands, the amount of people that have physically been in my house, mm-hmm. my apartment, whatever. Yeah. But when I think about it, I've had millions of strangers in my living space because so of TikTok. they feel close to you because they exactly. feel that they are in your private home. Mm-hmm. So then they mm-hmm. start to think that like, you know, certain things are owed to them, not owed, but they're entitled to certain information. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, I kind of took a, t- a step back a few months ago and, or a few weeks ago. And because of Instagram and how heavily I promote my gym life, Mm-hmm. somebody felt that it was okay to call the gym and figure out if I had been coming there or where I was to see if I was okay. Now, mm-hmm. look, I'm sure that was rooted in, I'm I'm assuming, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that it was rooted in like love and wanting to make sure that someone that they enjoy watching was okay. Mm-hmm. But it also made it very uncomfortable for me to walk into the one place outside of my home that mm-hmm. is my safe space and feel like it's yeah. been, yeah, feel like it's been a little bit infiltrated because the, yeah. the stalking and the things like that that come from women to men, it doesn't necessarily get taken as seriously. Yeah. So in order mm-hmm. to prevent those things from happening, sometimes you have to like set those boundaries. Well, I mean, so they called the dog pound. They didn't roll up on you, right? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, I don't. Like, oh, I wonder if he's working out today. How would I know? <laughs> Think about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Maybe they did, but I don't. Cool. <laughs> Maybe they were there. Exactly. Because how? <laughs> who would it's a random person walking on the sidewalk? I don't know if they're actually like. And it's so right. weird because it, it happens now. Thing. Like, I feel it, and I I tried to. You feel eyes it on Literally you? happened. It literally happened to me the other day. I was at Fox Hills Mall. I had to go to Target. And I felt it. I felt the eyes on me. But I was like, you're being crazy. Like, you're not even that. And I tell him, I'm like, you, you don't even have any felt. Like, nobody, nobody's paying attention to you. Get out of your fucking head. Mm. So I, like, get the idea out. Get home. Later that night, I'm on Instagram. I randomly go through my DMs once a week just to, like, see. Oh, okay, wow. so I'll just read you, like, the first... <laughs> Thug Nasty walked in, and suddenly I identified as a lawn chair. What? Oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh I would god. I would fold like a chair for Her. either personality. Thirst. Oh my god. Like this is wild. Like people would not say this to another person's face. Like that's, that I, I'm just saying. Like that's it's amazing. So you basically <sighs> are you are you at that level where you're gonna have to like end up with somebody who knew you before? Before? Oh, I, I'm not even. To be quite honest, like that's not even on my mind. Professional athlete is gonna have to like end up with their high school girlfriend because everybody else you don't trust. Nah, my high school sweetheart already got married. That shit broke my heart. I think my analytics were like 75 percent men or something in the very beginning, oh. and then when I started doing the Trader Joe's hauls and I started doing more content mm. with me speaking and just mm-hmm. showing my personality and all those mm-hmm. things. It just went left. Like I posted a, yep. a Trader Joe's video March 14th that got 1.8 million views. And then that's when it started to skew. 
and women spend money. Like trying True. to convince a guy to buy something, you either you either have to convince him that is if they're a heterosexual male, you're going to have to convince them that it's going to get them girls, mm. or you're going to have to convince not even convince you're just going to have to show them that women like it and then they'll buy it. So for mm. me, it's just like, well, women are going to spend money. I started doing brand deals and things that were pertaining more to males and they weren't working. Mm-hmm. And then when I start doing mm. stuff that's just like leaning into my actual audience and understanding, yeah. like, this isn't just a vanity number for me. Mm-hmm. You see, I have a lot of followers, but people would see that as like, oh, you're just an influencer, you're a TikTok or whatever. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I actually have so much more to offer than that. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be occupying this space of TikTok right now. Did the talent agency find you? Were you looking for an agent or did they just like stumble on your content and be like, you're a star? So the I actually just recently ended my relationship with the management company that I was with. Okay. Um, I didn't I didn't see value in moving forward because I felt as though the ideas of my trajectory were different. Mm -hmm. I had a different vision of who I am, what I'm capable of and what I would like to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I think the ideas that that company um, had in place were too small. They're things that Mm -hmm. I can already do and have already done. And I say that with no arrogance, but everything that I've accomplished this year, whether that be the honest skincare campaign, whether that be the NFL shop commercial, whether Mm -hmm. that be getting signed by go, what, like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I've achieved Mm -hmm. it all because of the work that I put in mm-hmm. and it wasn't because I, you were under the name of, of like a certain exactly. company or label. Exactly. Like that wasn't the plug. It was you doing you. It was me and everything was, I attracted it. I didn't search for any of those things. They mm-hmm. uh, didn't actually get me any deals. Everything that I did mm-hmm. came in because yeah. of the content that I was putting out and yeah. people see that content and happen to be in spaces and places that they can plug me in and enjoy the content that I create. So they do that. So for me, the management that I was under wasn't adding any value. If anything, they were just getting the trickle down that came from what I was already doing on my own. Right. You're like, why am I cutting in somebody for a percentage? Right. Like when it's like you're, you're doing work. Yeah. Right. And when I asked to see, you know, or have certain changes made or whatever it was Mm -hmm. met with, I'm not doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. arrogant in the sense that like I know I I would enjoy a team. I would mm-hmm. really love to have a team around me that can help pick up the areas that I'm not great at, but yeah. I'm also aware of like you're not going to you're not going to stand beside me and portray this image as if everything that you're doing while you're standing beside me is getting me all the things that I'm doing. When on the other side, I'm talking to the people that are telling me exactly how I got there because I'm going to be honest, Dwayne, like I really did think that like just like perception wise, like just what I saw on Instagram, because I see Mm -hmm. like that, that kind of sizzle video of like our newest talent sees this and like you're Mm -hmm. around a modern looking pool and I don't know, maybe the Hollywood Hills. I don't know where you shot that, but like, but it's like, it was that. And then you see those other things and then you mm-hmm. see the honest skincare and then you see the NFL official, you know, store. And then you see like ghost sponsorship. I mean, it's just like, because of the chronology of how that happened, it did kind of look that way. Mm-hmm. And that and was by design. I, mm. I did that intentionally because going into that, I told the person that I was communicating with that I wanted this to be a partnership. 
-hmm. what I wanted to do in that relationship was create a partnership. I wanted to be side by side. So everything that was put out in the way that made it look as if the management company was doing those things for me, it was all put Mm -hmm. out like that because that was my intention. I Mm want to help you build this. I want to be a part of growing this. So a decade later, I can say, yo, remember when we did this together? I don't want any parts of it. Mm -hmm. I just want to help. I want to be a part of it so we can do this together so that we Mm -hmm. come to these these meetings and these tables as a fucking beast. You can't tell us no because we know who we are. We know what we do. We know what we got. So for me, Mm -hmm. it was very important to let that lead. I gave full control. My like, hey, I don't even want to like, I don't need to see the emails that come in. I trust you. I want to give you the, the six months grace period to do what's yeah. necessary to like, yeah. let's see if we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. So all those things. Yes. But then like, I'll just give you a very small example. Cause like I said, we don't have time to go into it, but <laughs> the reason that I got the honest skincare campaign was because I was in my parking structure, getting out of my car, coming home from the gym. I was wearing a Kansas city hoodie which backstory, the brand that made the hoodie, I used to work at Sprint with the founders of, and it's one of the biggest brands in Kansas City now. So like, whatever, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Wearing a Kansas City hoodie, this lady that just walked, that that just moved in like a week ago, walks past me and says, hey, you from Kansas City? Like, yeah, born and raised. We start chopping it up. Come to find out she's from the next city over a few, like she's a a little bit older than I am, but like, When I when I tell you like we're in the same parking garage and we grew up in these weird little suburbs right next there to each other. There are no coincidences. There are no you. coincidences. Nope. So we start chopping it up and she's Universe. like, "Hey, I, I work. I work for Honest. I'm just going to work because it's fairly close." And she's like, "We're working on this uh, social media campaign, blah blah blah." Just like in passing, telling me like what's going on. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, I've been doing social media for a while. My TikTok, this that, whoopie whoop. She's like, "Send me your information. Like, we could maybe plug you in." I sent her my info, not even like an hour later, I get the email saying like, I'm in this, that, and the third, this is the day you show up. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my God, that transpired fast. I didn't even, I literally didn't try. And then when I, so then I'm like, okay, cool. So we're, we exchange numbers, obviously. Yeah. When I tell you, like, there's no way that this could have happened by chance. We literally live on the same floor in the same building of a place that has a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of apartments. So mm-hmm. she's, taking, she's like, hey, come by my apartment later. I got a sample. I want you to try. So that way, when you go in, you already have a leg up. You know about oh, it. Yeah. You can say all these things. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So I get there. I knock it out the park just because mm-hmm. that, it's just it's just what I do. I just I'm mm-hmm. charismatic. I know how to command a room, whatever. Yeah, you do. Long story short, if you go to Honest Skincare right now and you look at um, the hydrogel the page for hydrogel you'll mm-hmm. see like the product a couple random like white faces and then you'll see my black ass with a grill <laughs> and when i tell you like with a grill with the grill and i oh, did that yeah. intentionally because i'm like okay if if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be authentically me if they're like gonna this. have me be a part yes. of this i'm gonna represent in the best way possible without being a oh, clown yeah. without being kooky but like Love they're it. not gonna stand beside me and tell mm. me that all these things are coming in, but it's not because of what I'm doing. Mm. Nah. Like I, all the proof, I'm drawing the, proof the line. Is in the I'm drawing the right. line in the sand here. I don't have yep. nothing to prove to nobody but myself. And yep. when it came time to that, 
that relationship coming to an end, it really bummed me out and it really hurt me because mm -hmm. in my mind, from the very beginning, I was clear in my intentions that I wanted it to be a partnership. Mm -hmm. I wanted us to grow together and I really wanted to build it in a way that I don't need to take all the shine. I'm going to get my shine regardless. So I don't need yeah. to take anything from yours. I want to help you like mm -hmm. build it. And you know, it is what it is, but, but um, you had a vision. I, You're, and your vision yeah. is bigger. You had a bigger idea mm -hmm. of what you wanted to do. Like maybe they wanted right. to keep plugging you for the same types of spots and that's literally, like yeah. it wasn't growing. It wasn't growth for you. I'm so done being complacent. I did that for a number mm -hmm. of years in my the last space that I occupied and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. And it mm -hmm. feels a lot better to step up, say your things, set those boundaries, deal with the repercussions and then move forward. Because every mm -hmm. time you move forward after after really like calling in your energy and standing your ground mm -hmm. and putting those boundaries in place, after you move forward from that, so much dope shit comes in. Honestly, like you're, you're taking a risk on yourself, but it, you have such a clear vision of where you want to go. And it comes down to exactly what you said. It's boundaries mm -hmm. because really mm -hmm. it's either you're choosing between two things. You're choosing between discomfort now having to like set those boundaries and reinforce those boundaries. Like that can be uncomfortable. That can be awkward. Yeah. That can make people upset or, or like tense or whatever. Like people don't like those conversations. So it's discomfort now or it's resentment long term. It's either mm -hmm. I don't set the boundaries and then it's my own damn fault that I didn't set the boundaries and then I'm resentful of you because I didn't set my boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. And it's again, self-awareness. It always comes mm -hmm. back to instead of pointing the finger, look in the mirror. I got to ask you one more thing. Okay. 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 So in terms of, you know, there's certain parts of like the job of the industry that like you love the editing, you love the like creative ideation, the shooting, you know, all that stuff. But like... Mm -hmm. What what don't you like? Like what what would you hand off if you could? Telling these white people how much money I deserve. <laughs> like sitting in these calls like this, like, okay, well, no, I'm not gonna do that because my audience doesn't fucking operate that way. And also you're not paying me just because mm -hmm. I'm putting this video together. You're paying me for the years of consumption of content that I had to do to get to the point of being able to put this video together for That's you right. in a day. Yep. You're also paying for the audience that I've so carefully crafted to mm -hmm. become a community, not just a number that's looked at on a screen. Mm -hmm. So you're paying me for all of those things. Yeah, it might look like a small package because it comes very quickly to your doorstep because I'm good at what the fuck I do. Mm -hmm. And you're going to pay me accordingly. Mm -hmm. I want to pass it off to somebody else. I don't want to mm. deal with that shit. <laughs> Thank oh, you yeah. so much. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you.